So you know how right now yoga therapy, integrative health coach, and Ayurvedic principles are really hot, and there's a lot of people who are complementing their yoga teacher trainings with these experiences. In order to have this optimum health, we're really trying to practice things that are under the Ayurvedic umbrella. So I had you all take a test where you discover your body-mind type. But what's interesting about all of this stuff is every day you change, every day your body changes, every day your practice is different. So don't take this to heart and think like, oh my god, this is who I am today. But there are two handouts within your manual that talk about the idea of vata, pitta, and kapha. Vata types are, um, and this is a total gross generalization, are flexible, creative, enthusiastic, and energetic. And uh, the um, pitta type is healthy and balanced, and they show warmth, intelligence, skill, and leadership. And then there's the kapha type, which shows strength, endurance, stability, and calmness. What I would like to talk about in relation to these doshas isn't about just discovering your body-mind type, but that in your manual on page 35, it talks about the characteristics of that specific individual, um, how much of that dosha and what that person starts manifesting in their personalities, and also to find out like what climate might be good for them or what plant that they could be uh, using, uh, and in turn, how to find that if you have too much of something, how you can balance that out. 37B, there's a chart that shows you if you can use food to create your desired effect. And just like the mindful eating practice, when you talk about yoga, um, I like to talk about or really show kids that uh, you can balance your boxed in, tensed, overworked feelings by eating specific foods. You can, if you feel like confused or fatigued, you can eat certain foods because as the food, so the mind, as the mind, so the person. And I loved when you said, Shell, about the chewing your food 40 times before you swallow or Colin, when you said eating liquids, uh, drink your solids. Because really, as yogis, part of what we do is we're really teaching how to not eat the refined, processed, packaged food, but we're trying to find things that optimize our alignment. So alignment just isn't about physical practice, but it's about what we eat. What's interesting about the Ayurvedic um, and wellness things that you learn through doshas or through your constitution, did you know that dosha means blemish? It's kind of cool. So dosha is um, about how you have different elements at different times of the life. And so you don't really want to pigeon yourself into something. But when you're a kid and you're teaching them how to kind of find their center, you can use the doshas the vata, pitta, and kapha to really help to focus what your class is going to be about. So you've seen a feather fall. And how would you describe a feather falling? Peaceful. Peaceful. Floaty. Floaty. 
gentle. But this free-flowing kind of magical thing could also be unpredictable, right? Mm -hmm. It's light, but it could be elusive. And it's soft, but it could be really erratic. So when you see something like that, uh, you can see the kid needs to have a lot of focus and consistency, so they create a habitual practice. So you know how to kind of target or focus that vata energy, right? Because it's a creative personality. So if you play music that's spacious with no boundaries, then all of a sudden you've kept them in this very erratic behavior. So if you play music in class, you want to have it to have a beat and be really consistent. And um, you also have to think of this character because they are kind of shifty and moving around like a feather, that they might be really delicate. So you have to be very um, precious and very concrete with your words because of the delicate personality. Is that making sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that when we start talking about doshas, it's not really just about the constitution, about like how you eat or the way that your skin type is or the kind of foods that are good for you, but it's also about kind of the way that you need to actually engage with that specific individual and see each person for their own skeleton, see each person for their own body type. That's hard when you have a big group of people, but as a teacher, we have a heightened sense of awareness where we need to engage with people as a whole and one-on-one. -on -one. It's a very interesting skill set that we're trying to develop. When we're working with someone who's a Pitta personality, uh, we're working with uh, their fun, energetic, they might be fiery, uh, they could be really like bouncy and rhythmic, but they're also intense and sharp with their things, like uh, energetically. You know, they might be like really like that smarty pants in the class who like talks back and has a really smart Alec comment back at you. Because mm. when you clap, what happens? Let's all clap. Now clap really slow. And you can clap super fast. Right? So clapping comes in many different forms, and that's kind of like what you think of when you think of like a pitta person. Mm -hmm. They're really um, maybe confrontational and critical, but they also have that quick, bouncy, rhythmic energy. So that this intelligent, talented, gifted person in nature is going to be very crafty. So you need to set the rhythm and the metronome and the pace for the breathing for that personality. When you're getting into like uh, more of a kapha person, they're a little bit more watery. They might be a little bit more slower, lethargic, but they're also really well controlled and grounded. So you might get something that's really stubborn, right? That sweet, loving, kind, natured individual also is very deep. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know when you're in the winter and you're walking around and you have all your stuff on and you're trudging through the snow? That's kind of that personality. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that there's anything bad with that demeanor or anything uh, uh, negative about that. It's more of how to communicate in a sweet, loving, compassionate way 
to start to bring some more vitality to balance out that stable, grounded person. How's that? Good. One thing about uh, all of this stuff is that when you're working with these sensitivities, you're really trying to find balance so that the child can vocalize their selves. And a dosha is a biological and spiritual balance. So you're balancing out the qualities of nature so that you're finding uh, sattvic things, which are light and conscious, and the balance of their primordial nature. And sattvic is like the most harmonious, the most luminous state. And then rajastic um, is where you're moving towards more spiritual things. Raja is like regalness. And then there's the tamas, where you're more meditative, where you kind of sit and go inward. And how do you balance these qualities of nature, the gunas, through your doshas, is a really, really interesting way of viewing teaching kids. Obviously, you're not going to have a kid take these tests, but you can think of looking at the individual from a perspective of creative or energetic or flowing and elusive or more weighted and controlled, and then in turn figure out what's the best kind of class to teach to that person. Do you have a workshop for parents where they can learn this and then learn how to deal with their children because every child is so different and behavior-wise? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fascinating that the Ayurvedic principles go so well hand-in-hand with yoga, but we're just getting into that uh, therapeutic, integrative health kind of now in our evolution as a culture. Yeah, right? Yeah. Have you read that book? No. Oh, I've read it. I've read it. It's so good. Is it? Mm-hmm. On a side note, I believe that for optimum health, your diet should consist of the following proportions. Although many shifts in diet towards more alkaline foods are great, no matter how small, we're trying really hard to have 70% alkaline foods. neutral or moderately acidic foods, and 10% acidic foods, which are your naughty indulgences like chocolate and some of the other things, maybe wine, which is a little acidic. Good foods for people who are stressed out to eat are nuts, protein, no stimulants, no sugar, and lots of water. That helps you to watch your pH levels. Another thing that's really good for you are veggies because they're good fat. And you want to really chew your food and have lots of um, protein and fiber to help you to get that good fat with your veggies. Negative foods for kids that you really want to watch out for, especially for kids who are on the spectrum, are sugar, processed foods, things with caffeine, any milk product or dairy products. You just want to be really careful um, because they have negative or adverse effects. And then I love to really think about good vitamins and supplements that you could use for children. Vitamin B and C, omega-3s, zinc, calcium, 
And to reduce your sugar cravings, you can use glutamine. Another great one is magnesium, kava, valerian root, passion flower, St. John's wort, amino acids like tryptophan, melatonin, DHEA, serotonin, and grapeseed oil. Also, books about nutrition and food and Ayurveda practices to help mindful eating. One of my favorite books is by Christina Turner. It's called The Self-Help Healing Cookbook. Sally Fallon's Nourishing Traditions is fantastic. David Frawley's book on yoga and Ayurveda gives some really good ideas, too, about food and yoga poses to keep a balanced Ayurvedic um, mind frame.